live from the studio hey 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 what's up emma how you doing you know kate it's it's a big day for us out here in ghost town new york um we are we are ready to launch our girl boss empire yeah we're recording the first ever episode of voice memo and also you know it just so happens to be my birthday it um, is it's not only the lord's day but it's emma's day as well so, you know, instead of being a depressed 21-year-old, I'm now a depressed 22-year-old. Um, she has a new year, a new year to swipe, a new year to be depressed when the sun sets. There's a lot that we have on the docket. <laughs> you know, it, it felt really good to, you know, hop onto Tinder this morning and see that, you know, my age now says 22 instead of 21. I feel like a grown woman now, you know? Yeah, I'm ready to discriminate against some 21-year-old men that were probably born two days before <laughs> I was, or wait, after, sorry, not a math major up in the stew. (laughs) Um, Uh, Hell yeah, but Kate, what beverages are you downing over in your, in your apartment? Okay, so in the stew, we got my French press with some, I don't even know, some fucking garbage beans from Whole Foods that I got. Uh, They're fine. I'm not a coffee connoisseur as Emma. Emma's the coffee girl. Emma's the music girl. So please direct questions to her on those subjects. I also have um, GT's kombucha, the sac- the sacred life. So Yum. it has some blue spirulina in it. Love. You know, just kind of combining the one from my gut. Coffee also, you know, does wonders for the gut. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have some. Water. I would know. I would know. <laughs> I have some water with apple cider vinegar to like remind myself to chill. And then I have uh, our latest kind of health hack of chlorophyll drops um what do you got in your stew uh what bevs well you know um i am triple fisting i got my la cologne i bought the jug from whole foods this morning literally halfway through halfway through i feel nothing of course Mm -hmm. um i got my mint tea chlorophyll lemonade water situation and then we got you know classic standard nyc tap with some apple cider vinegar in the hydro flask and wow i have to say (laughs) gwyneth paltrow is shaking in her boots oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) miss goop we are coming for your empire Um, yeah, so, you know, we normally, uh, be voice memoing what we put on our oatmeal, though the toppings do not differ. We consider this to be like a very ritualistic start to our day. So maybe we can do like an oat rundown really quick before we get into, you know, the actual questions that people cared about. (laughs) Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my, my oat my oat situation this morning um oat check oat check, oat check. <laughs> um I poured like half a bag of maca powder and moon juice sex dust into my oats so you know I be really feeling wow. everything right now um, congratulations thank you um we topped with some you know classic overpriced coconut yogurt what brand Mine, you go for oh coconut colt okay, um love nice. yes love um, in the my, studio yeah my my cancer chocolate chips mm-hmm um <laughs> that can be discussed at a later podcast episode um you know <laughs> the, the classic 365 frozen blueberries not not the wild version just the reg indeed um and some pistachios for a little crunch oh and I added a medjool date because you know it's my birthday and I felt like you know <laughs> I, I, I I felt like I deserved the medjool date that I, you know, chopped up with my teeth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> my Bitch, this is episode one. You can't. 
You can. Okay, fine. I'm I'll too do comfortable. <laughs> I'm too comfortable. We are we are four minutes in, and I was already releasing the secrets on how to be a skinny legend. <laughs> um, okay, so my oats, pretty similar. Uh, you know, I had some psyllium husks. You know, I've been on that grind. Um, they're great source of fiber, so I add that to my oats after they are heated up. Mix in some cocoa powder. Added some cinnamon. Okay, excuse me. All the beverages are combined. <laughs> um, cinnamon, ginger, you know, Maldon sea salt, vanilla. But no topped, big deal. <laughs> topped, topped with blueberries as well. Um, a good choice for the girlies. Topped with some artisana cashew butter, one of my favorite foods that I think is a conspiracy, the amount of serving sizes they have in a jar because of how fast I go through that. And a fun topic on my oats today, um, as you already know, I went uh, into the, you know, candy chocolate section at my Whole Foods and went for some coconut butter cups uh, by the brand Eating Evolved. They were supposed to be um, coconut caramel, and all I tasted was just absolutely nothing. So, um, really, that's was a- that, that, that's typical with you know like uh, standard diet food. Yeah, yeah, it was really great um, use of my calories today <laughs> to just you know put um, a peanut butter cup on top of oatmeal <laughs> to melt, uh, as if that's a normal thing that other people be doing. <laughs> That, that's some specific energy that's some specific energy but you know we we be fueling on the sugar right now yeah we got to get ready for the pod so i'm gonna you know decide a beverage to sip um and then let's get into the question shall we hell yeah man i'm ready all right toodaloo Bye. we're back baby hello 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 all right i went on instagram and i wanted to you know, connect with the audience and see what the audience wanted for the podcast. So we did a little Q&A tab. Uh, We compiled them into a few sections. We were going to do some intro questions just so you guys can be like, who the hell are these people? Um, Vegan health questions, college NYC tips, boys tips, random questions. And then, yeah, we'll kind of talk about the podcast structure so you guys can get some structure in your life. So, Emma, where the hell are you from? Well, um, you know, I am a true Midwesterner, Midwesterner at heart. I'm from the super exotic place known as Omaha, Nebraska. Um, yeah, Trump's uh, the epicenter of Trump's America. Love. Um, the novel coronavirus has, you know, pay, uh, paid some respects to your hometown. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. They're they're feeling it. Um, I'm also from the boondocks. I get asked on first dates, did you drive a tractor to high school? And I say, no, I drove my mom's minivan to volleyball practice. I did not have a car. And I took the school bus when I was a senior in high school because my mom said it would help with adversity. Thanks, mom. Legend. Um, yeah, I had some suburb vibes. Edina, Minnesota, uh, terrible. Um, but you know. It grew a thick skin, I think, dealing with a lot of um, conservative boys that wore Reagan Bush shirts. That was like my high school experience. Yeah, you know, I was just surrounded by the same upper middle class white kids um, for like 18 years straight. So, you know, yeah, lots of lots of diversity in my life growing up. Yeah. Um, But then we were like, hey, let's, you know, this ghost town we've been, you know, seeing, hearing about called New York City. How did we end up here? Well, you know, I wanted to pursue my dreams of being part of the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I settled on the failing FIT <laughs> Fashion Institute, um, <laughs> um, 
love her, love her dearly. Um, <laughs> great memories. But yeah, so I mainly came out here for school. Um, and yeah, I knew that I just wanted to get out of the Midwest and experience life in the big city. My aunt and uncle used to live out here. So I remember like growing up and coming and visiting them and like going to the MoMA and being like, holy shit, this is like insane that this place exists. Um, so yeah. Now she's here balling out. Um, Emma and I are both graduating college the semester early because we are academic legends. Um, you know, we have that Midwest work ethic, which has really paid <laughs> off full a bunch of coastal elites out here. And, you know, we have our roots in the Midwest. Um, so I chose New York University for my college experience, a specific hellhole called the Gallatin <laughs> School of Individualized Study. Um, where kids get to be quirky and decide whatever goes on their college degree. Um, I'm super quirky in that I am presenting my, you know, concentration thesis tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And I still haven't decided what I'm calling my major. So it's for all of the indecisive um, people out in the universe. So I was recruited for volleyball, retired jock now. Um, (laughs) That was like a partial reason why I came here. And yeah, I was like, I want to do fashion or politics I'm sure some people on my Instagram know the whole spiel where it's like oh my god I want to do this I care about the world but I love this yeah I'm not gonna get into it but right now the vibes uh don't I don't know what I'm doing with my universe after I graduate (laughs) yeah you know you know we we graduate in five five weeks we don't know what's happening after that I'm convinced that like life will just like stop yeah like in January like I'm just convinced that like I I don't know what's gonna happen to me but like no it's nothing you know partially why we started the pod because we both cannot envision what life will be like in January I've gotten too used to um you know being on unemployment that concept of working again really it does not sound enjoyable we've been kind of like trying to motivate each other like we used to wake up at 6 a.m to work out we used to go work retail in the hellhole of you know chelsea market for you and the depths of soho for me we used mm-hmm. to be such you know rise and grind people and now you know we, we, we used to meal prep we used to meal oh my prep. god <laughs> wow we used to meal prep that's a sentence and a half mm-hmm. um yeah now we just be sitting and spiraling so that's uh kind of you know career goals i have to say <laughs> Um, And also another question we got, Emma and I do not live together. Um, I have a little spot on, I'm not going to disclose where I live, Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) I live live near Washington Square Park. Um, I I live in an undisclosed uh, location, kind of uptown. Yeah, that's vague enough. Um, we can city bike to each other. We could probably walk to each other. We definitely do. <laughs> we definitely we definitely have. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of like an insane walk, but that's something that we are uh, adapted to doing at this point in our lives. It's our main personality trait. Um, the next question in the introduction I'm very eager to get into, and I know you are as well, Eva. So it's a little bit of a question called, how did you guys meet? Um, how did you know you're going to be friends? What wish? What's the vibes in the studio? So I'll start it off. Yeah, taking a trip down memory lane. Um, I had it pulled up in my phone, but I forgot. It was something in last summer, uh, so 2019 ish. (laughs) You know, Kate was. Some of you guys might look at my Instagram and say, "Wow, she has 10,000 followers. She must be doing something with her life." Um, Choose what you wish there. But (laughs) little old Kate had about you know 2,000 followers last summer. Was kind of embarking on 
influencing, as they say. Yeah, you, you, you were climbing the influencer ladder. Yeah, I was, you know, um, simping for Majuri. I was um, being a Glossier rep, which I've been for plenty of years now. And I got an invite to an event. And I was like, wow, bitches go to <laughs> events. This is sick. Um, I remember in the invite, it said vegan dinner. And I was let, and it said you could bring a guest. And so, you know, I went into my phone and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> me and my negative five friends um, that are going to go to this event with me. Like I have a plethora of people to weed through to like decide to go with me to this event. Um, and so I was like, oh my God, I know Emma is vegan. Like I, I know she's vegan. So Emma and I have technically like known each other since we both moved out to this yeah, you know, city. We've been in we've been in each other's DMs. Yes. Like we had kind of I would say when we both moved out here, there was like a group of kids that went to whether it be Parsons, FIT, NYU that all like followed each other on social media. There were some, you know, commingling events at undisclosed locations we can get into <laughs> in a different pod where we all like I've been present at an event with you before. Like I've I've been in social situations with you, but we never yes. had, you know, the one-on-one we, vibing. Yeah, we we laid eyes on each other but never spoke a word. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I know she's I know she's from the Midwest. Like something we got some sort of <laughs> connection there. So I was like, oh my God, am I gonna go to this event alone and like eat some sad kale in a corner and have to like socialize <laughs> with mommy bloggers? Um, the story kind of stays true to that, but in a different way. <laughs> um, so I was like, hey, I literally don't remember how I contacted you, but no, I feel like we were just on the bridge walking at one point to over to the Brooklyn <laughs> to this event. Yes. And in our heels. Yeah. Making the most like, we're like, we're going to walk a bridge if we're going to Brooklyn to like eat something weird and like be cool people because that's what cool people do, I guess. So we pull up to this event. We're seated at a table some somewhere in Brooklyn I don't know where Williamsburg Bushwick like Ridgewood no I couldn't tell you I have no idea it was at a restaurant and it was like sponsored (laughs) by some brands we don't need to brand drop here ladies and gentlemen (laughs) but we're getting served our food and I remember I was like oh my god it's gonna be like some local organic like we're gonna meet it's gonna be like that Portlandia episode where they like meet the chicken they're about to eat like we're gonna have some wholesome food moment um the food gets served to us and i swear to god it was a piece of romaine lettuce drenched in eight ounces of olive oil and look and then look i am i'm grateful for everything i am grateful for you know the house the the house the apartment that i live in i am grateful for emma i am grateful for the oatmeal i ate this morning but i was not grateful for that piece of lettuce (laughs) i I was not excited about it. I was like, this is really how influencers be eating. Sad. And, and don't and don't forget the classic cauliflower dish. Oh my god. Vegan places love cauliflower. It's an over, you know, cauliflower is good, but like let's use a different vegetable, everyone. Thanks. So And also keep in keep in mind, Kate and I have this like natural fear of like eating in public so we already oh. knew this was gonna be a shit show we already knew this was gonna be a shit show to we are I mean, we I, were like we were like sweating on the bridge being like fuck we're gonna have to like eat in front of people we don't know oh my god literally eating disorder trauma 
<laughs> so we like I remember like looking around like oh my god like it's and it was a share your own like you didn't get food it was like a share your own lettuce bowl like pass it around the table everyone like grab one fucking lettuce leaf I was like this is yeah. depressing what if I want two is everyone gonna think I'm fat <laughs> like, all of the eating disorder fears were coming up to the surface mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like Oh my god, I remember yep. that. Iron, well, there were some interesting characters at our table um, that were speaking on their um, mommy blogging influencing in Tribeca. Uh, don't know their usernames, though I wish I kept a note of them. And... I, I just I know exactly what they look like, but like, yeah. Beyond I'm... that, I don't know Beyond what their that. content would yeah. be. Probably some like pregnancy pills. <laughs> Who knows? So... I remember Emma and I were like kind of you know both our eyes were both going across the room uh like oh my god this is like not enough food we are very hungry we literally walked an entire <laughs> bridge to get to this point and this is all and like had, and like had and we already had worked out like for at least like three hours that day like, yeah back on our we crazy had surpass- shit yeah we had surpassed like 20k stats at that point like yeah it was a lot for the body and we we're looking for some like wholesome vegan meal nope so uh, this is what I knew. I think Emma and I were going to be best friends when we both go on to Yelp and don't, we don't know where we are in Brooklyn. So we just searched the word vegan and we are at an event being fed food, looking for other places to eat food. We come across a few, you know, like faux Asian meat places, like Van and ice cream comes up and we decide upon... Do we want it? Do we want a name drop here? Yeah, yeah. loving, <laughs> loving. Hut. It's it's actually a chain, so we've learned, but it's called Loving Hut All Asian Cuisine. It's a twenty minute walk. We're like, bitch. We walk over a bridge. We are walking to this restaurant. So being, you know, the polite legends we are. I remember we like shimmied out of the event when it was like social hour, and we were like, okay, bye. Thank you for the lettuce. <laughs> and we walk. And this is when I knew really we were about to be friends. We were just fears of eating were coming out. Like every sort of like mental thought that I have, she was replicating, and I was like, damn this is it. Like I have my internal monologue. Someone else thinks the way that I do. Um, so we pull up to what is known as the loving hut. <laughs> and, and like, it's like literally like 10 30 at night. Like they close in like 30 minutes. Yeah. We're like, we're like, we it, just we're need in. some, we just need some calorically <laughs> dense vegan fake meat shoved into our bodies at this point. Like we want the protein, like let's go. So we go in absolutely no one to be found in the restaurant what a wonderful (laughs) sign when you're about to have a dining experience (laughs) that there is no one in here and the employee's on his cell phone perfect so we go and sit and we just like sprawl I remember the event oh my god I forgot this part we got um some sort of sustainable like food container (laughs) Uh I still have mine me too I don't use it (laughs) it has deep trauma stored into the vessel (laughs) Um, so we order, we, of course, I'm on, I scan the menu very quickly. Like we were already looking on Yelp for like photos of this fake meat <laughs> that we are going to consume. We, we did like an Instagram deep dive. Oh like, yeah. yeah. We're like, this is what I'm eating once I get there. So it wasn't much of like a, we need to actually scan the menu. We got there. It was just like a matter of how much food will we consume? Um, we both ordered an entree and then we're like, fuck it. Let's get a third and split it just I, I don't even remember what things we got now we are kind of experts at the asian meat the fake vegan meat 
places. But, but 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 we do have to mention that we decided to risk it all and get the C protein. Oh no! Here's the thing: you literally go. <laughs> you were talking to the employee, this poor soul that was like, "I want to go home," and you're like, "We don't want to order the full C protein dish, the C medley, but can you just like give us one?" So, so we, we wanted a sample. So we, who goes to a restaurant and is like. Can I sample something on the menu and then like don't charge me for it? So this poor boy like strings along whatever the hell a vegan soy <laughs> sea protein is. It literally looked like a moldy sponge and it tasted like one too. I was convinced it was yeah cleaning utensil that he put on our thing. Um, so we ate our fake meat. We for some reason were like did not eat the rice until so we put it in our to go <laughs> containers like we haven't eaten in ten years. <laughs> Like, we're packing on the pounds for winter. All right, let's take our wild rice with us home, which we're both going to throw away when we get home. And it, 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 in it went into the compost bin the next morning. Yeah, the compost has to eat sometimes, as we say, <laughs> whenever we try to bake stuff and it is raw. Um, so we decided, of course, after we'd already demolished some Asian food in, like, two minutes, we tipped very generously. And we were like, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> we were like fuck it there's a van lewin 20 minutes away this is the day sort of turned into like a how much can we possibly do in one day like the van lewin closed at midnight it was like 11 or something way beyond and i remember yeah and it was like raining at this point too so we were like oh my god and it was like a downpour and but we were laughing we have to get the ice cream yeah oh yeah it was like we have to get an ice cream to like prove that we can like do everything um, mm-hmm. so we pulled up to Van Leeuwen. Obviously, we had both been there. It's a very popular vegan and non-vegan ice cream establishment in the city. I am convinced that they have some sort of subsidy from the New York City government because they have locations everywhere. I mean, people love ice cream, but go off Van Leeuwen. I, I don't know. I just have a little bit of conspiracy about you guys. Um, owner of Van Leeuwen, come on the pod. <laughs> we can chat business. <laughs> but we get to Van Leeuwen and I remember we were like, I don't know what we were going to order, but I do remember there were two other girls that popped into the shop as we were about to get some ice cream. And I remember we, like, we were, we wanted to, like, scam to, like, get it for free. Like, we were, like, kind of playing crisis actors. Yeah, I um, think it was, like, honestly, like, 11.50, and we're like, oh, they're about to close. Just give us free ice cream. Which, I don't know why we thought that. <laughs> but the two girls um, were, like, drunk us just completely stone cold sober after eating lettuce and like these girls somehow were like flirting it up with the dude that was like in the ice cream place and they got free ice cream and we were seated we also i remember we definitely ordered like two cookies and like medium-sized ice creams and these girls like shared one single scoop that's depressing right there on premise like you're getting ice cream you need to get a crunchy topping as well and like you need to exactly. eat more than one scoop Ugh, anyways um anyway we took the l train home a consistent theme in our friendship uh waiting for the l train could be a novel um <laughs> i mean anyone that lives in new york you know that that's like yeah. a novel but yeah from there um there are some other you know vegan establishments we have made home uh mm-hmm. COVID has kind of you know obviously dampered the dining situation because you can't go into restaurants and there's one specific place that we used to camp out for a few hours <laughs> um so we'll we'll definitely go there um hit up the you know all the good vegan establishments for you guys oh yeah oh yeah so this weeds into the next section which I titled vegan slash health 
Um, so Emma, when did you become vegan? You know, I like, don't really know how it happened. Um, I just like randomly one day was like, I don't need to eat meat. And so like, I think when I was 15, I went vegetarian and there was this uh, vegan restaurant back in Omaha called Modern Love. There's another location in Brooklyn. I highly recommend checking it out. It's very delicious. Very great. And my, my dad and I would like go there and eat and I was like, damn, this is good. And then I was like, six months later, I was like, fuck it. Like, this is too easy. So then I like gave up dairy and I just like, it just like happened. Like there, I didn't do it for any like ethical reasons or anything. Yeah. Um, Ethics in 2020, who has them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Morals out Um, the window. Yeah. So it just like, it's a thing that happened. Um, I just found my, one day I just like found myself just eating vegetables. And yeah. I mean, I was raised on a very standard American diet, as they say. Yes. Um, I had an eating disorder. Emma and I both have bonded over our past. We will do an episode mm-hmm. of, you know, the eating, you know, eating and questions and inquiries <laughs> and all those deep questions. But right now we're just shit posting. Um, yeah. so I had an eating disorder and a lot of eating issues. And I remember after coming out of therapy recovery from this clinic, I needed to obviously like take into my own hands what I was eating and like be cautious of how much I'm eating, especially because I was playing competitive volleyball. And I remember January of my senior year of high school, I just, I don't know what put it off. If it was like, I saw, you know, you go down the rabbit hole of like vegan YouTube um, or what, yeah, what even like made me conscious of it? I remember I started drinking almond milk for like absolutely no reason on premise. <laughs> no one else in my family was like making weird dietary like hacks. And then I was like, oh, maybe I go vegan. And then, yeah, from there, it was like I started to cook all my own meals. I was obviously Mm -hmm. leaving to go to college that summer. And so it kind of worked because I think like in those six months before I came to New York, I learned how to cook and like totally learned about like, oh, this is this food group. Like tofu is a protein for like a vegan substitute. So Mm-hmm. It really helped, I think, understand. I think growing up, like, unless your parents are like nutritionists or chefs, you don't really have a consciousness of nutrition. Um, no. So I started to learn about all of that, like food groups and stuff. Obviously, we have evolved in so many years, but yeah. And then came to New York, and I remember like a classic um, thing that I love to complain about with my parents to be over dramatic is like how bad the dining halls at NYU were, and like shit would say it's vegan and I'm like I see cheese in the meal like this is not vegan so we had to be on the meal plan our freshman year and then I moved off uh campus my sophomore year and so then I started to you know get into the whole grocery thing which I think has now become obviously one of our favorite things to do in the city oh yeah oh yeah um a lot of people asked like how to shop vegan or healthy um transition foods I sort of did like cold turkey like I just I didn't play around with like, I mean, honestly, in 2017, like Beyond Meat and all that stuff wasn't really on the market yet. Mm -hmm. It was more like, you're going to, you're going to eat the tofu. You're going to eat the chickpeas. You're eating the lentils. It wasn't like, (laughs) let's put just egg and let's do all this weird, like oat milk wasn't a thing. No, like you're eating the veggie burger and you can like see the bra- the black bean and like the 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 oat yeah. in the burger patty. <laughs> yeah, and so like if you went to go cook, it wasn't like, haha, let's trick our family and make some like vegan chicken nuggets. It was like, no, your family's going to eat some weird like vegan chickpea tuna shit that they don't want to eat if you try to make a meal <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. Um so uh, transition foods it's hard because obviously like financially 
if you want to get Kate's political spiel, we can. I talk about politics enough. I don't need to have it on this shit posting platform. But <laughs> obviously, with the food apartheid and the food deserts, like not everyone has access to the same food. So when we're talking about fresh produce and fresh vegetables, it's very different. I saw a Twitter thread about how I think it was in Alaska that like a pound of blue- frozen blueberries was like thirty something uh, dollars, which is absolutely insane to think about. And so. When you're talking about all these vegan, these fancy vegan foods, like the vegan cheeses, the vegan, you know, nut milks, the vegan meats, like that is not affordable to everyone, obviously. So there has to be a major governmental like policy intervention to subsidize healthy foods and vegetables, uh, make farmers markets more accessible so people can shop locally. People are more conscious of like where they're getting their food. Because uh, without that, yeah, it's really just going to be like a stratified elite that can only afford these fancy totally. vegan foods. And so then the diet becomes like, it's like white veganism. Like it's only available to affluent white people. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of indigenous tribes that are like plant-based diets. And yeah, so thinking about like where your food is coming from, I feel like is the most, I don't know, the most you can do as an individual. Um, I feel like we are post sort of like individual action discourse. At least I hope we are um, as someone who's like interested in climate change. Like we're not going to like metal straw our way out of the climate crisis. And so like, we're not going to like all transition to eating almond milk and then climate change will go away. Like that's not enough of an intervention needed. So that's sort of my thing on the transitions. Um, They are helpful, right? Like if you are just used to eating. And I mean, like, I think like a lot, like, probably like everything that you eat like the main base of your meal is probably vegan like if you're eating pasta or like a salad or a sandwich like you know just instead of like having like i don't fucking know like chicken with your rice like throw in some fucking like black beans or something yeah Um, and it is funny because like a lot of i mean my family when i go home it's like oh this kid from new york city now and like she eats this weird tofu shit so like explaining to your family it's like okay when not my immediate family but relatives um Mm -hmm. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are vegan if your bread is vegan like i mean you and i get that whenever we talk to boys dating we always get the like what is vegan like we always seem like an alien and i mean i think 2020 it's a lot more normal but i still feel like i get like that deer in the headlights look where it's like what do you eat it's like there are a lot of foods that are vegan like grow up like most foods are vegan yeah um but a lot of it is cultural, a lot of it is, like, if Mm -hmm. you're living under your parents' home and they don't cook vegan, like, I did, you know, my mom would, like, make, let's say, like, the green beans and rice, and then I would make my own protein, so there's ways to do it, it's obviously difficult, but... And you don't have to be perfect, like, you don't, like, yeah, like, I I think, like, yeah, it's, I don't really care also, like, how people eat, because, again, I think with, like, eating disorders, too, like, I think, like, eating is a very, like, personal thing, and... I don't think you should, like, judge or shame anyone for how they eat or what they eat. Because, again, like, you don't really know, like, their economic status and all that. There's, like, many different things that go into, like, how someone decides how they eat. Um, Totally. So, yeah. Like, if you're, like, trying to become vegan or I guess, like, plant-based is maybe the better term. term. Um, I think just, you know, taking it one step at a time. And, you know, like, don't feel bad if you, like, eat cheese or, like, meat here and there. Because, like, at the end of the day, it's, like... It, it doesn't really matter you know yeah and there's like a lot of nutritional gaps obviously that occur when going vegan and this sort of bleeds into yeah. the next question which is how did you get introduced to wellness adaptogens so the kind of you know 
big questions you get asked when you're vegan, like, where are you getting your protein from? Which I like, that question is just like out of my mind. I don't even care. Like, that's a dumb question. Not a dumb question, but the premise of the question is just like, people have been brainwashed the American diet so much that you need so much protein or you're going to die. Um, And I remember in my eating disorder recovery, they talked a lot about like nutritional gaps and nutrition and like bone health, minerals. Like I was diagnosed with like osteopenia, which is a precursor to osteoporosis. So like, since I was not getting enough calories and I was like playing competitive volleyball, it affected my bone health. So then I started to consider like minerals, like iron and making sure I'm getting enough vitamin D. And when you go vegan, one of the biggest nutrients that you're missing out on is B12. B12. Yeah. So that's kind of how my consciousness came about supplements because I knew there were nutritional gaps that I needed to fill if I wasn't going to be eating meat. Um, so I started taking a multivitamin, which had like B12 iron. And then I feel like from there I got into probiotics. Um, I don't really know how, like, once again, it's really hard to pinpoint these like interventions of when I started to care about certain things in my life. Um, maybe seeing products that honestly use like marketing that were like caring about your gut health. Uh, but you and I do a lot of research on our own for supplements and products. Like we're not just like, Oh, I'm going to drink kombucha because that's what this mommy blogger told me to do (laughs) like I'm not I don't really feel like I though someone may call me an influencer I am not influenced by other people like if someone tells me that this is going to cure my ailments I'll be like hmm I don't think so I'm going to eat my cancer chocolate chips which we'll discuss later (laughs) yes um and like yeah I don't know I think wellness obviously there's a lot of whiteness in the wellness industry which corrupts like which businesses stand out there's a lot of like stealing when it becomes to like everyone has their sort of mushroom extract it's like who is the first person to make this turmeric as an ingredient matcha uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of like questions and you know we're not like the politics of the wellness industry <laughs> on this pod and like a lot of like the like adaptogens and stuff like it's not necessary like you totally. don't like don't feel like the need you have to like spend fifty dollars on like reishi and like cordyceps like yeah I think it's I think like you should definitely just like prioritize and just like make sure you know you are getting like your vitamins and like you know eating yeah just like kind of getting like the standard stuff into your body and then you know the other stuff's just like kind of for shits and giggles honestly yeah and it's like honestly we're not licensed health professionals we're no, gonna have to do no, some no, fancy no, no. disclosure here that like we are like two idiots um but I think like I have found significant improvement in taking adaptogens I have like noticed a significant change I was prescribed to be on um anxiety and depression medication in high school and now I'm like not on any sort of like western medicine uh like typically you know if I need to be on an antibiotic we are pro vaccination on this podcast like I got my flu shot but I have found benefits from supplementing with some eastern medicine practices into my lifestyle and diet I would say yeah Uh, I would agree um another question we got favorite things to cook and then like biggest struggle meals I interpreted struggle meals to mean like either one you have like 10 minutes to make something and then you have to go somewhere or like I'm exhausted and I just want to eat something random so take it as you wish Emma but what are your answers to that um so favorite things to cook I mean I keep it simple over here I mean like cooking for one is definitely like it's a little challenging for sure. Um, but I mean, I, I enjoy, like I have oatmeal, like just about every single day for breakfast. Same Z. I switch, (laughs) I switch up up the toppings. Um, you know, just like lots of different, like I snack on like, you know, nuts, fruit, uh, crackers, um, like 
we love Mary's over here. Mary's crackers, come on the pod. (laughs) Please, please. My latest obsession is a flacker. It's literally a cracker made with flax seeds. How it works, I don't know. Yeah. Like when, I think both when Emma and I went vegan, we like wanted to try to cook everything. Like, you know, a a reoccurring joke is that in our dating app bios for a long time, it said, makes my own almond milk and then boys would message us be like do you milk the teats of your almond every morning and i'm like that unsolicited (laughs) unmatching you know you don't even know what an almond is sir like i do not want to have this conversation that that is literally my tinder bio but it says makes almond milk but don't ask me about it because i got so tired of like explaining to men how to make almond milk that like now i just send them like a direct link to like (laughs) and i'm like and i'm like and i'm like you can figure it out on your own jesus christ that's Um, funny but, but we used to make, um, like, I attempted making, like, flaxseed crackers and, like, cashew cheese. Oh, yeah. And now I think we have. Like, I would make, <laughs> I would make, like, crackers out of, like, my almond pull from, like, oh, when God. I would make my own almond milk. And it's like, Emma, like, stop. Like, just buy, buy the damn crackers. Yeah, it's, like, fun to act like, you know, you have some sort of skill. Uh, but I think we both realized that. We should just consume oh, the foods instead of making yes. flax crackers that I thought we're going to bind with <laughs> celery pulp from my juice. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, we we've done we've done a lot of insane things in the kitchen. But uh, to continue, um, I like to. Eat, I we've been really into stir fries lately. Ooh, big um, stir fry. Yeah. Like, you know, with some, like, I get the stir fry, like, frozen veggies from Whole Foods. I do some, like, seitan. Love. Add the liquid aminos, some onions, maybe some cashews for a healthy fat. Love. Um, like, we love a macro bowl. Oh, my God. Love I love a macro bowl. bowl. We love kabocha squash on the pod. I love some broccoli sprouts. Uh, arugula is a spicy sauerkraut. green. Big yes. sauerkraut girls. Big kimchi girls. I keep forgetting kimchi exists, so, but I should, you know, oh, buy it again. Um... I'm a big fan of like a dulse flake or a nori flake to get that iodine in. Um, we're just really spitballing out here. But biggest struggle meals for me, um, we're going to have a podcast dedicated to one of my favorite foods, but it involves a sweet potato. Um, that, 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 that's as far as, that's we'll... as, far as we're going to go. Yeah, that's all you guys eat. But I think when people, yeah. you know, connotate or like associate a sweet potato with a dish, it's like, oh, I'm making sweet potato fries or like mashed sweet potato or something. We got a funky way to consume sweet potatoes that uh, y'all y'all are not. We're ready. not dropping not it. Ready. We're not dropping it here. But um, you know, Emma and I take pride in this meal, and we will often send poorly lit photos of our <laughs> sweet potato dishes to each other and kind of like comment on it. It's kind of similar of the oatmeal vein when it's like a lot of toppings, but that's all you're going to be getting on that subject. Yeah. So next, college and NYC tips. You know, I think as someone, <laughs> both of us have been culturally dislocated in the Midwest, um, you know, going to our Cub Foods or like our different grocery stores, and we're like, oh my God, we're going to be in New York one day. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm still a cornball about it that I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I get to live in this city and see rats. I'm looking out my um, studio, my apartment. I live next to a parking garage and I just saw a nice little rat um saunter away uh from my apartment so got a lot of questions about what is it like to be in new york city any tips um and i think the first one is like how to make friends in college obviously going to college in the city is very very different from like going to a big frat school or like even a liberal arts school like i i have to say i'm not a social butterfly if that doesn't come across but I probably know, like, first and last name, definitely under 20 people at NYU. 
Yeah, I like can count like maybe like ten people that I like know at FIT that I like. Yeah, I mean, it's like I of... know that people will be having like apartment parties. Mm-hmm. My invite mm-hmm. is definitely lost. <laughs> but yeah, I I know like of and also my program at NYU is very small and like I have not had a repeat class. Like I've not had the same student in like more than one of my classes probably under five times that I've been like, oh yeah, I had this class with you last year. Uh, because I've taken classes in like fashion anthropology and then I was taking like political stats and like all this weird stuff. So I, you know, it's it's a difficult one to be social in the city. I think Instagram is like sadly um, a big network for living in the city and like meeting other college students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Emma and I yeah. were linked on Instagram from day one. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, just, like, messaging people, um, just, I mean, obviously, like, you and I are, like, huge introverts, so we're kind of, like, fine with, like, not, like, putting ourselves out there, but, I mean, sometimes you do just have to, like, hit up someone that, like, goes to your school and just be, like, hey, like, let's hang or something. Yeah, Um, I, like, I remember my freshman year, I mean, I was playing volleyball, so that took up a lot of my time, but I pushed myself to, like, go to events. I necessarily didn't really meet people there, but, like, for example, fashion week is a thing in the city uh, you know rest in peace with covid but there would be like mm-hmm. events that were open to the public and i feel like i would kind of push myself to go to these things and socialize with people um whether it be like man repeller had a pop-up at this place or like a vintage mm-hmm. store is gonna have a party like those type mm-hmm. of events happen you just have to like care to put yourself out there and feel awkward about it i guess yeah um and then tips for being independent and living in new york city so I was in the dorms. I had five roommates my freshman year, which is kind of crazy to think about in the sense that I am like <laughs> entirely alone now. <laughs> um, independence for me, I would say I've always like been very independent adolescent like on. So it wasn't difficult transitioning. I knew that I wanted to be here. I knew that I wanted to like be gritty and like seek out work opportunities. I started interning my first semester when I moved here and I was playing volleyball. So I knew that like, I was going to have that like little girl boss driving me (laughs) um, to be independent here. But I don't know if you have any like specific sort of tips. uh, Cause I know that that first semester way is really difficult. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was a lot of people always ask me like, Oh, like what what is it like, you know, like going to school in New York or like, was it hard to like, you know, transition into like the big city? And like, honestly it wasn't. Cause again, like I'm like the oldest in my family and I'm the only girl. So like, I have always kind of been independent because I always had to like entertain myself. And, you know, I've always have just been like hanging out with like adults and stuff. So I mean, moving to the city, I already felt like pretty independent. And like, I believed in myself and like knowing how to like navigate a city alone. Um, So yeah, I don't really have many tips on like how to be like independent. I think it's just like something that you like learn and like, you know, it's just part of like growing up. And I think just like really just believing in yourself and like, not being too hard on yourself either um Mm -hmm. and it's like you know like just like asking for help if you need to um I also feel like you and I have like we are friends with some people that are older than us and like out of college as well which is very helpful Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. navigating the city I think is like obviously a question um like how do you get around honestly just you know google stuff on your phone and take the subway up and get lost like I've been stranded in Queens trying to go to MoMA PS1 and not know where I am uh, people always ask, I think in my, in my extended family, always ask, like, do you feel safe in New York? And I feel safer here than I do, like, in, you know, rural Minnesota. Because there's lights oh, everywhere, 100%. there's people everywhere. 
you're never in a, I mean, COVID has changed things obviously, but like the city's not dead. You know, there's going to be someone out there, whether it's 2 a.m. or like 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Like I would never, like, I would never walk in my neighborhood alone, like back home at like 10 p.m. But here it's like, I don't even question. And I like, I'm like in the depths of Central Park, like blasting my music. Yeah. um, yeah. That's another question. Um, So we got one. (laughs) future postgrad plans um Uh, can we skip this one (laughs) i don't know if you've heard there's this thing called coronavirus the novel coronavirus 19 has uh you know plagued the entire the entire globe some may say (laughs) um any sort of future planning is kind of has a dent in it right now um i mean me pre-covid i was like i'm gonna go to law school and like change the world and uh, like be super cool and like do all this stuff and now i'm just like let's see if i survive (laughs) i don't know it's it's really difficult to plan i mean emma and i both started looking for jobs for me in politics there's a lot of jobs that are like run our campaign be a press secretary or it's like be an unpaid intern there's really no mid-level jobs so yeah. it's like applying for stuff you're not qualified for, which I am doing because I know men be doing that. So, you know, getting over the things like imposter syndrome and, you know, believing in yourself is something that Emma and I need to work on to this day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm searching for jobs, but I, you know, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself. I think, honestly, if I, yeah, I'm kind of fine if I'm just like floating for a bit. We've um, been, we've like, been, let's... we've been working. We'll say like we've yeah, been working. Yeah, we've never had a social life. Like we, no, we've been grinding. And I feel like if yeah, we take a month off. Obviously, employers aren't going to be like, "What were you doing?" It's like uh, yeah, trying to yeah. avoid contracting coronavirus. That's what I was doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, who knows? Maybe the podcast, knock on wood, will you know become some sort of an outlet for us part time at least. All right, now we are into my favorite section of the pod, titled Boys. Boys. The first question I got asked 25 times. I don't know if I've not made this clear on my platform. <laughs> I've taken a very anti-men's rights uh, uh, position on my Instagram personally. Are you on dating apps? The answer is sadly yes, whoever asked that. I'll give a little brief of um, a dating background for myself. Emma, you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had not had my first kiss till I moved out to New York never had a boyfriend in my life please do not ask me why you're like oh my god like, bitch I don't know whenever people give me advice it's gonna happen for you when you're not looking I have not been looking since I exited my mother's womb thank you like there's no one just going to be running and like falling in my feet and be like hi you are a beautiful princess I would like to marry you like what the hell is that advice I don't know Emma and I have our strife with the whole manifestation thing we are we are yeah. supplement girls we are not astrology girls I will say <laughs> there's a difference there's a clear difference um so yes i am sadly on the dating apps as i have realized from friends that are older than me that that's kind of the way things work in the city you know you think oh my god millions of people live here you're just gonna see cute boys that are liberal and that like cook and are fashionable and uh put any fucking characteristic there all lies. they're just gonna all be lies. at your doorstep and there's gonna be 75 of them that are actually taller than you kate no 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 they're all gonna fib about their height and you're gonna pull up to the date feeling like a fucking giant that is what happens mm-hmm. everyone so i'm on the dating apps i've been swiping i've been on plenty of dates um some of my close friends be knowing that i like I don't even want to estimate a number, but I've definitely been on over, I would say over 70 dates in two years. It's, yeah. With um, different people, I, like different people, like yeah. 70 first dates. <laughs> that, 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 that's and cursed. we're still out um, here. Yeah. 
we're still out here. Yeah, you know, I'm on the failing hinge and the cursed tender. You know, <laughs> failing, I am... <laughs> sad, terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I am a lifelong user of the apps. Hate them, but again, there's no other alternative. There's none. You will not um, meet anyone at a coffee shop. They are not going. There's no, no pay it forward. You can, you can, you can sit in, you can sit in Washington Square Park for hours on end. No one will. You are not. You. Yeah, um, ladies. <laughs> I see girls that are beautiful on the street. They are stunning. They are probably modeled in campaigns that I've seen on Instagram. Their skin is glowing. They know what they're doing with their life. They have a cute little workout routine. They have a job. They have a, a dog, and their boyfriend is a thumb. Like, you see cool <laughs> girls with some ass boyfriends. So, like, by the time that, you know, the boys trickle down to, like, thinking about me, negative, <laughs> negative, there's no one. <sighs> it's, it's crickets. It's crickets out there. Um, um, yeah, I have never had a boyfriend, like, did not date in high school. Um, I kind of, it wasn't even on my radar. I, know. I um, literally wish, I, I say this probably every week, I wish I could have my pre-dating app brain where I didn't even know boys existed. Literally. The fact that people, like, had sex in high school, uh, just, like, foreign to me. I could not, nope, what <laughs> does not make any sense to me. So the, another it's, question we got was, has no. anything serious come from dating apps? I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah, define serious. I'm going to say, yeah, but, has anything um, questionable come from dating apps? Yes. Yeah, that's a big, that's Have a you ever questioned yes. your identity after having experiences from dating apps? Quite frequently. Um, so we're gonna have like oh my god this question I could you know riff someone just give me like a microphone I will walk on the street and scream <laughs> worst date stories Emma do you want to start off mm. on that one you know I was thinking of a few I mean there's many <laughs> many 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 but um last night um you know when I couldn't fall asleep even though I had taken all of my herbal supplements <laughs> that are supposed to you know knock me out um <laughs> I, I got flashbacks of a really terrible date that I had, um, summer 2019. Love. Perfect time. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the boy, he went to Hunter College, first mistake. Uh, so wait, um, we should just, uh, for a future reference, when we talk <laughs> about boys, let's give them a food item so we're not just saying this boy. Uh, so what do you want, what do you want this, to call him? This, um, this boy, his name will be Kombucha because this, this date was, um, centered around Kombucha or as he likes to pronounce it, Kombucha. No, what is this man? <laughs> okay, continue. Um, so, yeah, you know, we be like messaging on the, on, on the Tinder, um, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, I want to like drink Kombucha with you. I've never had it before. Like, what does it taste like? And I'm like, okay, I guess we're taking a field trip to Whole Foods Lord. and I will, you know. Dating's yeah. app, you know, um, dating's so, are unpaid internships, I have to say. They are. So, you know, I track, I take a, I track on up to the Upper East Side Whole nice. Foods. And um, the boy's like, yeah, I'm standing, like, in the chicken aisle. Like, meet me there. And I'm like, the fuck is the chicken <laughs> aisle? <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. So I, like, roll and I'm like, okay, I'm here. And he just, like, pops out of nowhere. Of course, shorter than Beautiful. me. Beautiful. And, you know, I'm, like, five, 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 six. So, like, when a boy's shorter than me, that's, <laughs> that, that, Bro, that's were you not eating standard American diet, like, GMO <laughs> yeah, food, like latent foods when you were growing up to become a giant? <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, hi, it's me, Emma. And he's like, I don't even remember. I literally don't remember his name. I hardly remember what Beautiful. he looks like. Um. Yeah, that's a very typical thing. Um, so I'm like, yeah, let's get some kombucha. He's like, yeah, I'm so excited to try kombucha. And I like look at him and I'm like, okay, this is off to a yeah, terrible like, start. I would like to leave. Um, yeah, and so you know we grab our kombuchas and then you know we're waiting in line and he's like, wait, 
we need to get those champagne flavored gummy bears. And I'm like, the oh my fuck? God. Like, okay. And so we, he like grabs gummy bears. And so we're like walking in like the heat because it's like the middle of summer. It's like 10,000 degrees out. I'm like sweating. Nice. And, you know, we just decide to plop on to the, some like 500 degree concrete, just like looking out onto the East River. So ugly, not Great. romantic. Just looking at some, you know, um, uh, yeah, cement. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. I conversation don't remember. Perfect. Literally none. It, it, it was just another interview. Yeah. Um, me, basically me, me, me entertaining myself. <laughs> yeah. um, I, everything he was saying went through one ear out the other. Um, And so then, you know, we, he's like, oh, do you want to like go back to my place? And I'm like, fine. Oh, wow, um, that's um, kind um, of you. Gracious. Um, um, his place was his dorm oh. room. Um, because he was living in the dorm nice. for the summer. Did you get a little, understand. like, issue with the security um, guard, him having to explain? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I had to get a day. Uh, the day yes. the pass. Oh, God. This um, is my hoe for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, we go back to his dorm room, and he starts popping Altoids into his mouth left and right, and what? I'm like, <laughs> I need to get out of here. I was like, I need to get out of here. Like, no, 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 no. And then, um, cause you know, me being like a huge, like music person, you know, men are always like, send me some like tracks to listen to. And I'm like, gag, okay. Like whatever that like takes like nothing, like no energy for me. So I like send him some like song. It's called sweetest talk by Habibi. And he's like, I'm going to play our song. I was like, our song. Like, no, 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 no. And so he starts blasting the track that I sent him and he's just like dancing manically. And I'm like, I don't know what's under, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I literally was being held hostage, like, in the Hunter College, like, dorm rooms. And I, like, don't even know how I, like, got out of there. I was like, um, I need to go. Jesus. And he, like, walked me back to the train station. I just remember manically calling Kate because I was so traumatized. And I was like, I don't know what just happened. But, like. Love. I, like, am scarred for So what was your best dating? Uh, Best date you've ever been on? Romance? You know, like, what? Oh. Give it to me. Ooh. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Um, that is a great question. I actually have been on like, I've been on like very interesting dates. Um, so I'll just give some highlights. Um, I like think like all dates regardless are like good experience. Um, I remember one time I took the train at like 8am to go to Dia Beacon with a Cooper Union boy. Um, that was a lovely time and um what else I one time I went ghost dress shopping with a boy we went to Beacon's Closet because I guess I gave off um you know like ethereal ghost vibes on my you do you do get the ghosty type of like weird I don't know what that is I went no me neither I got I've gone like vintage vase shopping before one time some boy spent like two hundred dollars on dinner for me at some like very like upscale vegan restaurant in east village it's like not a dirt candy oh my god the place is called. I don't... we love not yeah, remembering um, <laughs> i love not remembering but um those are some of the highlights those are like you know, yeah we'll keep it at that I'm for a, now. Uh, leaving us on a positive note so overall um for me with dating we'll transition over um my biggest issue is when we have some unresolved conflict. Conflict being my relationship to the man after I have seen him. Uh, I'm not a fan of the big, you know, 
the big ghosting. Uh, ghosting really does things for my mental health in that I spiral for weeks upon end after I hang out with someone. So that's just an unres- that's just a general theme. I will give you my best date, which also ends with a bad date. Um, <laughs> so I'll name him coffee because we started the date getting coffee sorry that wasn't interesting but Abba said kombucha I'll choose another beverage we meet at the cursed the failing Whitney Art Museum in which I've had three dates and they all have ended me in confusion heartbreak we pull up to the Mm -hmm. coffee or whatever the hell the wine bar coffee place underneath the established Whitney Art Museum (laughs) start chatting it up you know two hours I'm talking to a man I don't even like care about myself for two hours in a day it's like doing the whole thing like touching my thigh I don't even remember what time of year it is honestly so then we get into the failed Whitney Art Museum and go up to the top floor and like look around the art I mean art is very cool but like I can't really pretend like I am like reading the descriptions (laughs) for like a serious amount of time he's you know looking at everything really taking it in like emotionally he's like wow the colors on that and I'm just like bro okay it's not that yeah. deep like it was yeah a creative a cursed creative I have to say um mm. we like walk you know down to the next floor I remember one of the floors we start he go, we both go to the bathroom because you know coffee got to us um we start walking around and we're like the oh this part of the date I forgot oh my god I didn't even have it in my notes section mm-hmm. but we get to this one <laughs> we get to this one corner and this old couple is like you guys are such cute couple. Can I take a photo of you? And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, honestly, sure. But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm so, we're like, oh no, we're fine. And he said something like, oh my God, that was like so like cute. Takes me to some fucking like corner of the art museum, just starts making out with me in public. I'm like, bro, we're in a public place. But I'm like, oh my God, I'm being sweeped off my feet at the Whitney. Then we like take another two hours, you know, looking at this goddamn art. Um, sorry, art is cool, but like, you know what I mean? Two hours. I'm like, I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, we walk through the West Village where in which he like holds my hand and bees ro- like is romantic, etc. And then he's like, where do you want to get dinner? Me, famish, haven't eaten for hours. I'm like, let's go to this place called Delisi Saracen. If you are looking to scam, go there. Uh, it's an expensive ass, 100% authentic French vegan restaurant. He like loves to, we're the only ones there. I feel like it was a weird weekday. Um, order some vegan duck legs. He's like, wow, this feels like from when I was in France. Starts talking to his goddamn wife again. And I'm like, cool. We go back to my apartment. This date was nine hours. Nine hours. I was like, holy shit. Like, I think I've met a guy that it's like, I'm going to like, you know, do whatever with. I texted him the next day. Nothing. I never have heard back from this man. Never. Coffee, where are you? Literally, what the fuck? <laughs> I would not spend nine hours, no offense to any of my friends, Emma, I don't think I would spend nine hours with you, like, doing... I don't think we, I don't think we ever have, and nor will we ever. Nine hours, that is something that will live with me on my grave. I do not have his (laughs) number, I know exactly what he looks like, I know his last name because I am an FBI agent and I am able to find anyone on the internet. Provide me, okay, girls, if you want to, you know, find a dude that you're about to go on a date with and you want, like, a little bit of background, give me a first name, give me their dating profile and i will find their linkedin for you i will find every trace of their social media i will find their mom i will i am very successful at this um i have found am i gonna get into that but that date was great until i never heard from him again 
and other dates. I'm just going to go over a little skinny I have here of some terrible dates. Um, one dude pulls up. It's like 9 p.m. outside of uh, one of those, uh, you know, just like shitty ass coffee places. He gets coffee at 9 p.m. I was like, I am fine. Go to his apartment and watch Nathan for you. He's like wearing, like, I don't even know. I'm just like literally wearing my coat sitting on his sofa. And I'm like, this is so fucking weird. I leave. I thought I was going to be murdered. I remember I walked home and I was like, I think I saw death. Um, another one that Emma knows about, I pull up to a date at nine. The man shows up at 11. He starts berating me about how I'm a neoliberal subject. Uh, we go, his name is a single letter and he comes up on the dating apps all the time. I'm with a different age. His age is in question. He said he was a writer. He actually comes out. He's a tutor. Another time I got catfish, pull up to a date, and the man is 30 minutes late. And I was like, oh, where were you, bitch? And he's like, oh, sorry. I was on the PATH train. For those who don't live in the New York City area, the PATH is a train that connects to New Jersey, the failing New Jersey, I will have to say. Tell me to never go on a date with anyone from fucking New Jersey again. Um, He pulls up, and I was like, why were you in New Jersey? He's like, oh, I live in downtown Newark. I'm a flight attendant. This man told me he's a political organizer, lives on the Upper West Side we get we we do this whole art thing whatever i feel like he wanted to marry me on the first date awkward fan vibes the biggest fan vibes is he goes we sit down to get coffee as i wanted to shoot myself and he goes so uh i read your past three newsletters bitch i don't even read them i press send i shut my laptop and that's it i don't i don't want to discuss my newsletter here like what the fuck he was like i thought you're you're writing in the second paragraph i was like I thought your ass lived in Upper West Side, bitch. <laughs> so that was a terrible one. Um, there was one where I literally just went on a ferry ride to Staten Island and back. We did not do anything scenic. And I remember I walked a two-mile walk home after. Oh, another one. Um, we go on a date. This go back to his apartment. And he starts just drinking alone. I'm, like, sitting on the couch. He just starts – he takes a shot. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go hang out with five girls in Chelsea. You want to come with? I was like uh, – weren't we just on it okay i was like okay um i'm just gonna like go home but we can take the subway back to manhattan he's like yeah sure he locks the door and a bag of cocaine falls out of his pocket i was like oh and then we like are on the subway witness an event of assault on the subway as well when we were together i was like this is just random um but i have to say my worst dating behavior is when you get check-ins aka I have deleted your number if you do not want to talk to me again or have ghosted me. Four months later, one year later, two years later, hey, how you doing? Just want to check in. Or like, hey, I think about you all the time. Bitch, why did you ghost me then? I've moved on. I have new supplements I'm taking. I'm a new woman. So, I don't know. Yeah, my... The fan yeah, behavior freaks pet- me the fuck out. I'm just like, move yeah, on with your goddamn life. My my dating deal breaker is when you get the WYDTN at, like, 7 p.m. And it's like, bro, yeah. I'm not responding. I've already eaten dinner. I'm in my sweatpants. I'm about to go on my manic two-hour night walk. Like, I, you are not getting a response. I, if you're sending me a negative COVID test and I still don't want to hang out with you... There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. That's that something. is something, bud. Um, I have definitely texted men, you know, hey, what are you doing? Steaming my floors. And they're still like, oh, so you want to hang? No, I don't want to hang up. Don't worry. Emma and I have a folder in Google Drive called Cursed Dating App Messages that we were going to read through. So we have a lot of um, dating content for the girls uh, and guys out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is going to be a reoccurring theme. But the last question for the dating section was um, how to embrace being single. And this is something, obviously, we do very well uh, as veteran single women. 
I would say, here's, here's just a POV, girls. Think about all the time you can have back if you're not worried about a stupid man who doesn't even know what a probiotic is, who do- hasn't eaten a vegetable, doesn't, take, doesn't put skincare on his face. Think about what you could be doing for yourself. You could be writing a book. You could be launching your podcasting empire. There are so many moments of my life in which I'm happy that I had not had to wait around for some fucking stupid dude. That's kind of, you know, how I see the whole dating thing is like I agree. thinking about reclaiming your own life. And I think it is difficult because Emma and I have never been, you know, in relationships with guys. So it's like we don't know what it is like to be so consumed in someone else that we've just, you know, come out the womb. We're girl bosses, baby. Like girls, your your dream man does not live off of Myrtle Avenue and Broadway. Like, <laughs> it's like not it. no, it's not it. Like, yeah, I think it's just like, yeah. Also, just like realize how freeing it is to be able to do whatever you want. Like, and also, yeah, just like kind of embrace your hobbies and like, I don't know. I and also just like don't consider you being single like a you problem. Mm. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing I learned. Like, whenever guys would like ghost me, I'd always be like, fuck, like. Is it because, like, I'm, like, this, this, there's yeah. this? And it's, like, no, it's not your fault. Like, it's their loss that they don't want to talk to you. Because, like, you're incredible. You're stunning. Like, you actually have interest. Um, and, you know, if they're scared of that, then... And I think, like, 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 Emma and I, obviously, as being each other's, like, wing women, we will, you know, obviously talk mm-hmm. about, like, I'm going to go on a date with X. Like, what do you think? Like, here's kind of, a dis- like, a description. I have gotten so much mm-hmm. better at, one, seeing through the bullshit with guys seeing this oh, man yeah. just wants to like make out with me and then never talk to me again whatever or mm-hmm. seeing if like we actually would have something in common for me like politics is semi-ideal breaker i you know like if a man does not know who the president of the united states is i don't think we're gonna have much morally in common so there are like certain mm-hmm. things that i think i have become non-negotiables when i am looking at someone to date um it's, it'd be really sick if like someone would be taller than me um that's kind of an issue that I run into being six feet tall like I pull up to these dates and I had this image which we'll show one day but just like of a giant ass woman with her tiny boyfriend (laughs) that's how I feel I'm just like fuck you know that's a reoccurring problem but it's like I don't really care at this point like Emma and I are girl bosses destined to change the world we are like not waiting for some dude to like fix us hell no that's that's that um got the random uh section the last part of the fucking episode. So highs and lows of 2020. Um, for me, you know, the low is going to be every single day from 6 to 10 p.m. <laughs> is the consistent low. Uh, that oh, time yeah. of day, I hate it. Hate it. Cancel it. Hate it. The worst. Um, I would say the high for me, uh, being, you know, in this pandemic, being in the city, the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer were very rejuvenating to see people organized and unified around a singular cause to see a lot of people speaking out that I had not previously seen engage with politics. That was definitely a high of the year for me to feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself instead of just sitting in my cave debating if I eat peanut butter or cashew butter for breakfast. Um, (laughs) So I'd have to say uh, that was one for me. Yeah, I would say, I mean, like my like lows have definitely just been, you know, with like COVID, like kind of having all of my dreams sort of like taken away from me and like my daily routine and like trying to figure out like who I am. 2020, a big cancellation Um, of the dreams. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, I would say one of my highs, though, is like kind of finally realizing that like, hey, like, 
you like deserve like my like feelings are like validated and that like I like deserve to like seek help Mm -hmm. um over the summer I finally decided to kind of like get like a nutritional therapist just to kind of like talk out like some of like my past eating disorders big girl moves you know like habits that just never really got resolved because they never got like formal treatment Mm -hmm. um and I think like finally like admitting to my parents like hey I'm not okay and like opening up to them about things that I've been like kind of like hiding from them um I definitely feel like this past summer I like have grown very close to my parents not that I wasn't close with them before but like feeling comfortable and like sharing certain aspects about my life with Mm -hmm. them and I mean I definitely have like developed some like incredible friendships um this past year shout out to my dear friend Betsy um love love her and yeah I those are you know some main main I think confidence is a big one for the girlies on the pod I agree Mm -hmm. with myself Mm -hmm. I think identity has been a huge issue for me in the past year like volleyball was a huge part of my identity I've always been kind of in between about like what do I want to do with my life that's been like the reoccurring thing which is like stapled to my head like Kate figure something out um and you know everyone around you is like you're doing everything and I'm like I still feel like I am just like falling deeper into mud and literally not doing anything but I think this year I've realized like politics is something that I'm good at I do have a voice so I think finding that Mm -hmm. about myself is something that's been you know like a high you know when the world is crumbling we got ourselves everyone um next question was like a little bit of like a um, what is it called? Like a hot button question like, or a fast question? <laughs> I'm like brain dead at this point. Where's my supplement? Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah. I think it was like, yeah, like kind of like current favorite music podcast, yada, book, yada, yada. TV show, movie. Um, but, so Emma and I do um, not watch movies just, and TV shows. <laughs> yeah, we 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 are physically incapable of like sitting for like more than ten minutes. Like the fact that I've been sitting for like over an hour now is like absolutely incredible. like incredible like that never happened uh, so music um, emma i'm gonna lead you to you because i just be on spotify zooming to nothing <laughs> yeah i have a few tracks that i'd be bopping to these past few weeks um and if you guys want me to make a little you know like voice memo little mixtape type situation Ooh. you know we can we can link that so y'all can like play the play the tracks yeah. um so i got i got three um first is violence by andy stott he's like this man he's based in manchester and he just produces very sophisticated dub and techno music highly recommend um mysterious vibes by the blackbirds they're like a 70s jazz funk band from washington dc very good wow. i would marry my last... right now why is that <laughs> my... <laughs> yeah what the fuck you okay, guys you? um the, my last one jimmy 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 aja by parvati khan she's like a pop singer from india she sang the song in like some random 1982 film have never watched it but if anyone is a big MIA listener like myself. Mm. MIA covers the song um on her Kala album and it's called Jimmy. So this is like the original recording. Incredible little wow. like, 80s like song to dance around to. Highly recommend. Um so listen to those three tracks. Um, Bless. I'll yeah. My, yeah, yeah minor the yeah. work, I would say <laughs> sterile uh, recommendations, which I feel like uh people have already fucking known. But I would have to say um some book recs I have is all we can save. Yeah. It isn't positive narrations of the climate crisis, how to circumnavigate based on your situation, how to make connections with people about the climate crisis. One book in which I am eager to open is called Evil Geniuses by Kurt Anderson. And it is about everything evil of the radical right-wing billionaires fucking up America. 
preface to this book if you not read dark money by jane mayer i would suggest you start there if you have read dark money by jane mayer i would say you also read democracy in chains by nancy mclean if you want another book i would say globalist by quinn slobodian you know we got a lot of book reads wrecks about politics out here so i am always willing to ask those questions um answer anything about that supreme inequality is a great one by adam cohen if you are thinking about amy coney barrett the right-wing freak Okay, uh, unpopular opinion. If you have over seven children in 2020, you should not be on the Supreme Court. Sorry. <laughs> Just a general what? Um, not <laughs> not a, insane. I, I didn't even know that until now. That's, not a, not, that's not a modern true. renaissance yeah. woman like myself. Um, those would be my book recs, podcast. You know, nothing has been hitting in the podcast situation, which is why Emma and I are now here basically yeah i agree the podcasts have been kind of a huge fest as well for me like politics podcasts everyone's like what is biden gonna do and it's like yeah we don't know guys just relax stop projecting and like and like i'm so over like all like my functional medicine like health podcasts just like going on and on and on about like the gut microbiome it's like babes we got it like let's have something give me a new organ that we can obsess over like (laughs) yeah like tell me about my calves well calves are not an organ gate some dude on a dating app was like, looks like your calves could kill me. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? What am I supposed to do with that information? God. That's, um, that's another question. How do you stay motivated to work out, take care of health? And then like another question is how to stop comparing yourself to others. Love your body, body neutrality. So this is something that Emma and I deal with like all the time. I would say for the routines, yeah. we definitely have like a workout routine, taking care of our health. Mm-hmm. But I don't know when it was. We both had yeah. like breakdowns in like August. And then from that point, we started to be more accountable to each other. Um, so I think yeah. if you have like a friend that obviously you're not like, I ate this and it had this many calories and like I worked out for this amount of time and my heart was at this rate. Like that's crazy behavior. But if you're just like, oh, I feel like shit, like I should take a rest day. And then your friend's like, yeah, you should. You've worked out five days in a row. Like, please take a rest day. I think that's one way that Emma and I have been balancing each other out. Cause like, it's hard Mm -hmm. to obviously practice certain like positive rituals to yourself if you are like your own worst enemy. But like, I would never tell Emma to go run 20 miles. Like I would never be like, Emma, you're going to eat one rice cake for breakfast and then get on the Stairmaster for 70 minutes. So, like, I think that's one way that's been beneficial for both of us. Yeah, I think we have, like, learned to, like, yeah, be, like, create some sort of balance. And, yeah, it's good that we, like, have each other to, like, hold each other accountable and make sure that we're not getting too obsessive with, like, the eating or the working out. Um, And, like obviously COVID it's very difficult because you know like you are at home you're kind of like looking at the same walls Uh Emma and I are Uh very big proponents of walks as a way to get out of your Uh own head to play some groovy tunes or listen to a pod what what what's your what's your step count as of now do you think Kate like give me rough rough you know I did walk to Tribeca this morning uh it's you know I was going pretty low because I'm planning on going on a run after this pod um right I'm definitely under 10,000 girl how about you yeah, I feel like I, I did a big Central Park walk and then I, you know, spent lots of time at Whole Foods. I'm definitely under 10,000, but I would say probably the 5,000, 6,000 I just checked. I just checked my, um, you know, favorite Pacer app. Pacer sponsored the pod. I'm at 6,000 steps. So, you know, it's only fucking noon. I mean, Emma and I are very dramatic in that when it hits 5 p.m., we're like, or not even 5 p.m. Yesterday, it was like 1. And we're like, God, can this day be over? <laughs> like someone glue me to my bed. So there's a lot of day left for us to move the body and, you know, get the blood flowing, uh, as they say. 
Um, that's kind of the random things. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some other, you know, business-related questions because we are two businesswomen out here to answer. So our next podcast episode will be on supplements. This was one of our most asked about things. You know, how did you girlies yeah. get so in touch with your gut microbiome? I can't sleep. Help me. I have knee pain. I have joint pain. What is ashwagandha? What the fuck is CMOS? So our next episode will be called What the Fuck is CMOS, for all of you wondering. We will be posting twice a week. Uh, so this will be in your feeds on Monday because we figured why not, you know, get in touch with the days of the week and start on a Monday like <laughs> everyone else does, even though we are the unemployed out here. Um, and then Thursday will be our second, you know, pod. We'll do like a midweek catch up. Uh, we got a very, mm-hmm. very descriptive schedule on the on the books here. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Knock on wood, the cursed Apple podcast. We should be approved on Apple podcast. So it'll be it'll be available to be plugged to your ears on all streaming platforms by the time this goes live on Monday. Um, and if you want to, you know, support the pod, if you want to leave a review in Apple, I have so learned graciously that that actually does something. So that's kind of sick. Um, if you want to share the podcast, you know, the, the, I have my beef with Instagram that they only let so many people have the swipe up links. I think that is offensive. I think I would love to see what everyone has to say. Uh, very pro-democracy. But if you share it via Spotify, you still could share it onto your story. Tag us. I'll be mm-hmm. in your DMs shooting you some fucking emojis. Uh, we'll be loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you want to do to support the girlies would be great. We got a lot of things planned. So much Oh, I guess planned. we should have, like, mentioned why um, it's called Vegan Maiden Spirulina Lady. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot. Um- yeah, so Kate and I love love the Twitter. We love um, Twitter.com. We we got we got burner accounts. Um, I have a, I have a, I have a whopping uh, thirteen followers on my Twitter account. Yeah, I I don't know what my account is, but I I just know that I get like one like, and it's typically from uh. Kate, <laughs> uh but yeah, my handle is Spirulina. I am vegan made, um, also known as Vitamin E Girl. So. Yeah, I'm Miss Ketosis. Um, These are just, you know, pseudonyms. But, so we, I, Twitter is a very mm-hmm, therapeutic mm-hmm. exercise for us to just get our thoughts out, as well as yeah. the voice memos. But um, we're both on private, so uh, if anyone wants to follow us, you're going to have to, like, you know, give us some yeah, money maybe we'll do, in order to like, be granted We'll do, access. like, a Patreon drip if you want to read our tweets. Um, we could do that. If you want to, you know, there's a lot of Patreon content we could get going for people that want to be subscribed to the pod. um emma how are you gonna spend the rest of your birthday dog well man i plan on uh torturing the body at the planet fitness baby (laughs) um planet fitness oh yes oh yes i can't wait to you know throw on my girlfriend collective set and be that bitch lifting some uh, i might do some kettlebell swings just to feel something those are a good one um i'll probably you know facetime the rent yeah check in um i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna make some like depressing like mug cake um face aka like throw in some like random flowers together put in the microwave for a minute and hope for the best we love that's like a consistent theme on the pod (laughs) yeah you know I'm Uh, yeah big time mm -hmm. big time um and you know that's about it gonna ignore my homework I was gonna say avoidance is a good one that's what I'm gonna be doing the rest of the day yeah because you know it's like my birthday i shouldn't have to you know you should just be a beautiful woman today that's it exactly yeah what about you uh you know i was gonna go on a a measly little run around you know what i call my little city my town of new york uh (laughs) put on the hokas and strap them strap them on uh yeah my meals today were probably going to be depressing as well 
some I have some kombucha squash in the studio I could you know put in the microwave (laughs) I bought some I bought some uh, lovely shirataki noodles, which oh, we will mm, explain yeah. later on what That's... those are. So, you know, that might that might be going into the body later. Yeah, uh, we definitely will get into that as a subject matter. <laughs> uh, but I'm planning on, you know, the sun is going to set in a few hours. I will be depressed in a few hours. But at least, yeah. I mean, this is going live on Monday. And then the week, hopefully, we'll be on an incline from there, dog. One can only hope. So I think that's it. Um, Emma and I will be voice memoing to each other later today, not to you guys, of course. I mean, we could be potting forever. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. But without further ado...